Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise of You podcast. I am your host, Natalina. Thank you so much for joining us today. For those of you that are new, welcome, welcome, welcome. And for those of you that are coming back, thank you so much for your support. It is such an honor to be here and to share with you guys. Our focus on this podcast is the whole person. Research shows that the happiest people in the world, the most fulfilled countries in the world, are the ones that really take the time to nurture and build the relationships, money, self-worth, career, love, and health. When we feel great within us as the whole person, then and only then can we create positive change around us. I really, really would love to encourage you guys to head over to our website at riseitforyou.com. We have a special going on for our Becoming Our Best Self three-month coaching program. This is a program like no other. It's incredibly unique because you get the opportunity to work with six different experts, one in each pillar. That's right. So not only one coach, but six different coaches that are going to help you get to the next step in each pillar of your life, really nurturing the whole entire human being. So head over to riseitforyou.com. Check out what we have to offer because we definitely want to be there to support you along the way. Today, I'm incredibly excited to speak with Ellen Grace O'Brien. She's the author of The Jewel of Abundance. Let me tell you, this is one book that you definitely want to grab a hold of. She's the director of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose. She's an esteemed yoga teacher, a radio host, an award-winning poet who weaves poetry into her teachings on spiritual matters, and she really is an incredible thought leader. Today, we talk about how to be more mindful and how to really connect with one another and with ourselves. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Alan, thank you so much for joining us on the Rise Up For You podcast. It is such an honor and pleasure to have you on our show today. I'm really delighted to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. We always like to start off the episode by letting the audience get to know our guest. So I would love for you, in your own words, to tell us about yourself and all the incredible work that you're doing. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you for that question. Um, you know, of course, I I am a spiritual teacher, a meditation teacher, a teacher of Kriya Yoga, which is um, focused on having a meditative, spiritually conscious life. And the way I got there was yearning for that. I think that's the simple answer. You know, I, uh, as a young adult, was looking for meaning in my life, looking for happiness. And really what I discovered was I was looking for myself. <laughs> I mean, my higher true self. You know, that the the sort of pervasive sense of unhappiness that I felt um, I learned, you know, came from a fundamental disconnect. You know, I didn't know how to access my inner wisdom, my inner life, my bliss, if you will. So when I found the path of yoga, the ancient wisdom from the Vedas, and I, I learned, you know, how to meditate and I learned more about you know, the bigger nature of reality and how we're all expressions of the divine. Um, I came home to myself and that 
was my aha that got me on this path. And then it transformed my life so profoundly that I just could not avoid sharing it with others. So that's what I've been doing now for, you know, more than 35 years. Mm. I, um, I'm really excited to, to talk with you and we can dive into a number of areas, but I'd like to hear a little bit more. We always ask about the journey of our guests. I'd like to hear a little bit more if you're willing to dive into just kind of how you landed or fell upon this idea or made the decision that, you know, you were going to go to yoga or that, you know, take that first step and, you know, start creating a more mindfulness space around you. That the first step came really from my soul's yearning, you know, to find happiness and to find, um, you know, freedom from the sorrow I was experiencing. You know, I was a young woman. Um, I was married. I had graduated college. I had two beautiful children and a beautiful home and a career uh, in art that I really enjoyed. But still, I felt something was missing. And, you know, as I was pointing to when I first said what was missing was me, you know, my own connection to myself. And so I wanted something else. I wanted something more. And, you know, I believe when we are sincerely seeking, you know, that wholeness, that truth of our being and, you know, our own next step on the spiritual path, that life does provide a way for us. And that's what happened for me. You know, my um, spiritual teacher, who's an American yogi, uh, Roy Eugene Davis, he's a direct disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda. He was giving a lecture in the town where I lived, you know, in the Santa Cruz Mountains. And this was many, many years ago. And uh, a friend invited me to the lecture, you know, so it wasn't you know, it wasn't a bolt of lightning. It wasn't, it wasn't some profound thing that happened. It was like, okay, well, why don't you, would you like to just come and hear this person talk? I said, okay, sure. You know, it was like that. And then when I went, um, there were two things. One, he, he, he was sharing these ancient teachings of Vedanta really, which is about the nature of the reality, uh, nature of absolute reality, what we are, you know, as expressions of that. And then probably more important, you know, the experience of a meditation where I actually um, connected to my deeper self. You know, I got out of being uh, swirling around in my thoughts and just experienced a presence, existence, being, you know, and that one taste was enough to change, you know, the directory of my life, the direction of my life and have me, you know, look further into this path. So that's, that's how it started. Hmm. I, I, Again, I'm really very excited to have this conversation with you because I feel like now more than ever, the world needs to hear this message, um, really about just being in the present, um, stepping within. I feel there's so many of us, the vast majority, that are constantly trying to search for something outside of us. And we're never satisfied. We constantly want more. We're consuming you know, on an, in, you know, insurmountable level, things that aren't doing what we need them to do. And I, I think this awakening um, is the proper word that we all need. So many of us can't find it or don't even know that we need it. Um, so I'd love to talk with you. You wrote an incredible book called The Jewel of Abundance, and you got a testimonial from Deepak Chopra, which is incredible on your book. 
and you talk about five, really five different key points. I mean, there's a number of points throughout the book, but if you're willing, I would love for you to just, you know, in basic mode, break down those five things that really make us the whole human being, which is what we promote here at Rise Up For You. I think um, you're referring to really what are the five sections of the book, Um, you know, what it is that we need um, to live an abundant, full life. You know, really, this is about um, discovering, you know, that we are the jewel of abundance that we're seeking, Mm. you know, and just as as you said, um, you know, we're all looking for something and we're trying so hard and we're, and we're, you know, uh, consuming and really in that consuming outside of ourselves, to some degree, we're being consumed by our consuming. And, um, so, you know, this, this fullness that we're looking for, this something else we're looking for is within us, but we actually need to, at least that what was true for me is I needed to find out how to find that, you know, it wasn't enough to just say, well, joy is within you, peace is within you, right. fullness is within you. You know, I, I had heard that, but it didn't do me any good to hear it. The only thing that, you know, was my aha moment that changed it for me was when I actually was introduced to the way to actually experience it directly for myself. Right. So getting back to your question, <laughs> um, so the, the five um, sections of my book where I point to, you know, what it is that we need um, to live in the highest way to live a truly prospering wholehearted life is that we need to um, live with higher purpose. We need to know um, that we're here to thrive and that we're here to prosper and be successful. And um, it's a higher purpose in, in yoga that is called dharma. Um, that we're here to learn about. And that has to do with expressing um, the deepest truth of our being, learning how to cooperate um, with the laws of the universe and to live ethically and abundantly at the same time. So um, we're here to live with higher purpose and to learn about that. And then, you know, we need to have insight about... um, you know, we need to be able to see clearly, like, what is it that we're really looking for? Mm. You know, we, we, we know we're, we're all looking for happiness. You know, we, we can, we can figure that out if we just look, you know, every day we get up out of bed in the morning and, you know, there, I don't think there's any of us who would say, gee, you know, I'm going to look for suffering today. Um, no, you know, we're, we're all looking to avoid suffering and to find happiness. Um, but there are all levels of happiness in the world and they're all good. They're all fine. Um, you know, there's, there's pleasure and there is bliss according to the spiritual teachings and, um, pleasure is, is something we should experience, but we should learn, you know, where it comes from and that it is, um, fleeting you know it comes and goes so if you equate pleasure with your deepest happiness then you're in trouble because you're always chasing after it you know you have uh, one cup of coffee and you want two um but ultimately you find it it doesn't satisfy um 
So it's finding out about where our deepest happiness is, where it comes from, which is, of course, inherent to the soul. You know, bliss is our own nature. So you need insight into that. Um, and I think and also, then, uh, sorry to interrupt you, I just before you go on to the third point, I think it's really understanding the why behind something makes you happy too, because so many of us could say, um, you know, this bag makes me happy or this car or, or these things make me happy, but it's really identifying why does it bring you personal pleasure or is there maybe a reputation that you're trying to keep and really defining what serves you and, and what doesn't serve you. Absolutely. You have just, um, just hit it straight on, you know, it's not, it's not that we need to, you know, become, um, um, austere, sure, 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 sure. Um, in the way that, and give up things that, that do contribute to our life and bring happiness. The key is understanding what things can bring us and why, you know, a fundamental tenant in yoga teachings is to understand that something can only give you the nature of what it is. And so that's a very profound insight. In other words, if whatever you get that brings you happiness, it it can only give you the degree to, to, to which it is, it is that. So what that means is if you uh, are, are experiencing your happiness from something that is temporary and that can only be temporary and is subject to change, then that thing can only bring you temporary happiness. Mm. So whether it, it is a, a car or a bag or a um, position or an accolade, any of those things, yes, they do do bring happiness, but that happiness is going to be momentary or it's going to be temporary. So it can only give you of the nature of what it is. So it's understanding that, yes, there are those things that bring us happiness. And then there is a happiness that we have inside of us that is unconditional, that is unmoved, unchanged, untouched by circumstances. So learning that distinction is so powerful And that's because it allows us to unplug from trying to find our happiness in things that cannot give us unconditional happiness. Mm. You say um, on page 18 of your book, true wealth is access to resources on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. It It is the expression of a harmonious relationship with spirit, nature, and all of life. Those who know how to work with the spiritual laws of prosperity discover that lasting, sustainable wealth is not only possible, it is the natural, easeful expression of an awakened life. Amazing. (laughs) Well, it's true. It really is true. And, um, you know, if we we want to go back to the five points, it kind of leads us into the third point, which is that we need a skillful way, Mm. you know, to realize this fulfillment. It is, um, possible it is natural it is an easeful expression of an awakened life um but we we need i think as i mentioned in the beginning we need tools for realizing that you know for knowing it for ourselves so our spiritual tools can give us access to our own wholeness to the experience of our own fullness and so as we are in the world 
um, you know, striving to succeed in the world, doing what we do, we learn how to come from our own fullness. And so, um, you know, I'm sure that that you've experienced, um, well, I'm guessing that you've experienced in your life, because I know I have many times, what a difference there is, you know, when we have the mindset of um, fullness, of wholeness. And, um, you know, we become uh, attractive, right? We find ourselves in the right place, the right time. We're meeting the right people, doors open. And then there's a time, you know, when we feel um, out of sorts, you know, needy, and we're just working too hard, and we feel burdened. And, and we're not attractive at that point, right? You know, we're not connecting up. And so, you know, the most powerful tool that we have is that ability to connect with our own wholeness, our own worthiness, our own fullness. And out of that, then, you know, we can um, pursue our goals um, with evenness of mind um, in the right way, in the highest way. What is, what would you say? I mean, I I might assume that it's yoga, but what would you say is one tool that we can do to begin that process? Well, for me, um, the tool was meditation, and it still is, um, because it's the only way that, uh, well, no, it's not the only way, but it is a, it is a predictable way to um, clear the mind, you know, and to access higher consciousness, and to, to, uh, to, um, help us have a deeper insight, you know, so to be able to let our thoughts settle, you know, all the worries, all the planning, all the scheming, all that, just take time every day to let that settle and to be in the silence where we're not striving, we're just being in that clarity. And then having that as a regular experience begins to um, clarify the mental field so that we are better able to receive a deeper insight, you know, intuitive insight, um, which is so important. Yeah. And I think that um, many people are intimidated by the word meditation, right? They're like, "Ah, I can't clear my brain. But even if you start with one minute a day, um, you know, and then go to two minutes or three minutes, even just that, that small amount of time, I think can definitely make a difference and really just create the self-awareness that's needed to begin this process. That is so right. And I think one of the problems that, you know, people have with meditation is having some idealized, um, perception of it, you know, right. like, I, like I should be able to stop my mind, you know, when I sit down. No, <laughs> it's the nature of the mind to move. That's mm. inherent to the nature mm. of the mind. And so the more we think that shouldn't be happening, the more the mind moves and the worse it gets. And so I found, you know, when I was a new meditator, of course, I had that same idea and that same challenge. And um, I remember reading um, a Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind by Suzuki Roshi. And uh, in there, he said, his advice was, just sit. Mm. And I thought, okay, 
you know, I can do that. And that was really encouraging for me. I mean, I didn't realize at the time that sometimes it can be difficult to just sit. You know, we, we <laughs> so caught up in the velocity of our life, right? In the speed with which we're moving. And we just feel like we can't even sit. And so for me, that discipline of just sitting, you know, sitting every day became very profound. And, you know, there's a mindset that's connected to that, right? Right? It is um, living in a more easeful way. It's about trusting ourselves and trusting life. You know, when we're, we're living at that velocity and with that sense that we have to keep pushing, we have to keep going, the mindset behind that is fear. And fear does not support our highest success. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, I know you have two more two more sections of the book, if you don't mind jumping into them. I think it's Clarity is the next one. It is. And um, in that one, I'm talking about learning to observe the laws of mind, um, for one thing. In, in yoga philosophy, we, we find many um, very clear teachings about how to change your mind. Um, you know, from a sense of uh, lack to abundance, which is really helpful. So, of course, we've talked about meditation already as one way to do that, you know, to to get out of the, the storm of worry. <laughs> I talk in the book about changing your mind from worry to worship, you know, just enjoying life by learning how to change your mind. But mm. in here... Um, this section of the book, I'm talking about learning about some laws of mind. Um, you know, the fundamental law in a yoga philosophy of abundant living is the cultivation of non-stealing, which is very interesting. Um, and at the core of it, it is changing your mind from thinking that you ever need to do anything that is... Um, in, in really in a way not worthy of you, you know, that you need to take from someone else or you need to envy someone else. It's about learning about your own inherent wholeness and fullness and coming to have that mindset instead of thinking you need to take, you know, from someone else or be a taker. It's about being a giver right. <laughs> instead of a taker. Right. It's really lovely. Yeah. So um, we need to understand about the nature of our beliefs um, and whether or not, you know, they are consistent with the deepest truth um, or the highest truth mm. of our being. And then the last section of the book, you know, is really um, the spoiler, you know, which I gave you in the beginning, which is to, which is just to know that really we ourselves are the jewel of abundance um, and that living an abundant life is so critically important because we're all here to contribute to life, you know, to live a generous life and be part of this process of global transformation. So that's really um, critical to understanding why it's important for us to prosper, you know, not for our own sake, um, but for um, the well-being of all. Absolutely. And you know, that doesn't mean that it needs to be this big, you know, you go out there and you change all of humanity through, you know, a nonprofit organization, or it could really just be starting within and making a change within your household, you know, that affects your children 
and then affect your family and then affect your community. You know, it, it could be on a, you know, any change or any, um, I guess, putting that energy out there can make a difference. It doesn't, I think sometimes we get caught up in this idea that, oh, I want to make an impact in the world. That's my purpose. Where purpose can, can be really just in the household and really make a difference. Yeah, one of the things that I, I talk about in the book, and I think, you know, you've brought up a really good point that sometimes when people are thinking about dharma or living um, their life with purpose or higher purpose, they get really caught up in uh, what they're going to do, you know, as of like a vocation, like right. my purpose in life, my vocation. But I don't believe that that is the case. I think our purpose in life is to be authentically who we are Mm. and to express the divine qualities within us that are there to be expressed in, in us in our unique way. And those qualities, um, as I share with people who are working with me, um, are have always been there. You know, you can right. look back in your life into your childhood even and see, you know, certain qualities that are that have been there all along. So it is really like the blossoming, living with purpose is like the blossoming of a, you know, a lotus um, bloom. Awesome, where you're opening and sharing your divine beauty with the world. So it's not a job that you have. Whatever work that you do, um, if you're tuned in, you know, will be consistent with and come out of that higher purpose that you're expressing authentically as who you are. Absolutely. Ellen, it's really been such an honor to talk with you today, and I and I thank you so much for your time. I would love to jump into the power section of the interview and ask you, is there any book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend? And this could be your own book, you know, because you've read it, you wrote it. (laughs) Um, Well, yes, thank you. Um, I am pleased with with the the Jewel of Abundance book, but I I would say um, if if there's one book that I would recommend, it would be The Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, which is a spiritual classic you know it's been read by millions of people over the years and today um is still um people are finding it and so for me it was uh reading that book was life-changing because i found that you know i could learn about the truth of my own being experience it directly and really live a joy-filled life Mm. And I always like to ask, you know, is there any particular quote that you live by? Something that's just your mantra? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I would then I would point back again to Paramahansa Yogananda. uh, And it's really a question that he offered. Well, it's part of a larger quote, but the question that stays with me as a mantra is, why not live in the highest way? Mm, why not why not live in the highest way and if you can leave the world with one final message we call it your golden nugget what would that be wow life conspires to support us and we can learn how to cooperate with the infinite Mm. and um and thrive Mm. Ellen, it's been 
so great to have you and speak with you. I, I actually would love to have you back because I just love the topic of conversation. I think it's so important. But how do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? Where can we find the book? Oh, thank you so much for asking. And yes, I feel like we're just getting started. So we, we need to have part two. <laughs> I agree. Um, so people can find me on my author website, ellengraceobrien.com. And that's O'Brien with an A-N-O-B-R-I-A-N, ellengraceobrien.com. And also at the meditation center that I lead, um, a center for spiritual enlightenment, and that is csecenter.org. And you can find uh, the jewel of abundance, finding prosperity through the ancient wisdom of yoga on Amazon. And so that's the easy way to find it. And lastly, as you know, where the company rise up for you, that's the podcast. What comes to mind when you hear that phrase rise up for you? What comes to my mind is how important it is that we all rise um, and that, you know, we contribute to the the awakening of our planet um, and to the well-being of all. And, you know, we can't help others without helping ourselves. So this rise up for you, for me, means you have to do it yourself. You have to do the work. And in so doing, you make the contribution that you're here to make. And I don't know of anything more important. Beautiful. Ellen, thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you, Nita. It's really been a joy to be with you. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow. Tomorrow.